Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, no Amy. Amy's gone for a couple weeks, but they talk Elvis, tacos, Ben Affleck, Naked Afraid, and so much more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars, and please, please, please follow us on TikTok. Just look for The Roadhouse Show and on Facebook, The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. Bounce from the Roadhouse! We're talking about winning the lottery, okay? Now, this is really funny because yesterday, uh, no, wait, two days ago, I was just talking to my uncle about the lottery, and he was talking about how he, you know, uses his change and, and, and buys lottery tickets and hopes to win and stuff like that, and and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've played a few times, but, I'm, you know, I'm just not that into it. And he brought up a point where he's like, by not playing, you have an absolute 0% chance of winning. I mean, duh, right? It's simple, but it's right. I'll never win the lottery because I never play. (laughs) So it completely diminishes any chance of winning the lottery. I mean, maybe not completely because, you know, uh, you could find a ticket on the ground and and cash that one in. That'll never happen. But what I'm saying is, is there's a South Carolina man who learned a unique lottery playing tactic from watching TLC's Lottery Changed My Life show, which I didn't even know existed, and I hope my wife ain't listening because this is another show that she'll turn on at night and and I'll wake up and have weird dreams about. But he ended up winning a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred grand. Now before I tell you how he did it and the technique he used, what would you do with a hundred grand? I mean, that's a hundred grand's a lot. But it's not like the rest, I'm going to quit my job, right? It's like it sets your life up a little bit better. hundred grand, I mean, shoot, I couldn't pay off my house. You know what I mean? But I could buy a a nicer car, maybe a nicer bus for the band rider on it. Man, that would make the wife mad. Uh, But I'd do it. And uh, we definitely have some new equipment in the band. That's that's where I would put that investment. Oh, it's horrible. But anyways, uh, <laughs> maybe the kids could get new cars, but newer. Not like new, but newer. Because new cars are expensive. But hundred grand is game-changing money. But I think, you know, I, I don't play the lottery, so I have a 0% chance of winning. But I think I'm going to follow this guy's method. I'm going to give it a shot. This is what he did. He spent $25 on lottery tickets every week. For three months. If you do the math, $25 a week, say there's four weeks in a month, you got three months, that's four, eight, 12 weeks at 25 bucks, was that like $300 or something like that? And so, so 300 bucks he's invested, right, into this at $25 a week. I can afford that, I think. And uh, especially if it has this kind of a return on your investment. So during the first week of playing, the man won $500. And then, all of a sudden, boom, $100,000 by week seven. So, what I'm gathering from this, and it doesn't express in exact detail, he didn't just win like a $100,000 one lump sum. He won a bunch of different jackpots. Is that kind of what I'm gathering here? The man says that he's going to use the winnings to buy a new car, and he plans continuing to play the lottery to, uh, you know, give himself some money. But that that that's... A unique way to look at it. If you give yourself that limit or that minimum, twenty-five bucks a week, or maybe it's twenty-five for him, and maybe it's twenty-five for me, but maybe it's ten for you, or maybe it's fifty. You know what I mean? Maybe he could have won two hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if it works that way. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. But are you going to be playing the lottery now using his technique? I think I'm going to try. It's definitely going to better my odds of winning because, you know, right now, I don't even play. So talking about tacos, I mean, we got to break it down into different classifications, don't you think? I mean, we can't just say, who's got the best tacos? You know, it's too too open. It's too broad. Because you get personally, this is my personal, but personally, there is no way you can compare a Taco Bell taco to like a Qdoba taco or even greater a food truck taco, maybe like Eddie's Tacos or maybe like, you know, a restaurant, you know, taco. So so we got to kind of break it down. 
May, and maybe we don't. I don't. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me what to do here, because maybe in your mind, your favorite taco, and and and, and for me, these tacos fit me perfectly. Is the Taco Bell like Dorito Locos taco or whatever it's called the number eight? That's that for me is like the taco. It's good. I'm not saying it's the best though. Hold up. Don't want to pull. Don't want to put that out. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying that is a good taco to me. When my wife makes tacos at home, she mimics them but makes them better. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she makes good tacos. So there's a lot of options around here. Uh, for living in the Black Hills, I mean, we've got uh, Sabre of Mexico, obviously, uh, like 10 Taco Bells, four or five Taco Johns's, a couple of Qdobas on the border. You can't go wrong it on the border. Nope. Um, you can, depending on what they're serving at the Fork Grill Cafe, you've got Poncheros. Is it Pancheros? Poncheros? Poncheros? Anyway. Uh, then you've also got, uh, let's see, out in High Sega. I seen one out in High Sega. Mexico Topico is always a good one. There's places up in Spearfish that are really good. You've got, so what is in your area, in your travels, where have you had the, like a taco that in your mind, when somebody mentions the word taco, that pops up in your head. You're like, man, I got to get back there to get some of that. Do we open now? Here's the other thing. How do we justify a taco? Is it a soft shell? Is it a only hard shell? Is it like, you know, the word taco? Like, because I've had the the soft shell tacos or like uh, street, uh, what do they call them? Street tacos or whatever. They're usually always like a soft shell tortilla kind of a thing, right? And but they're good. Right? Uh, is it, you know, do we justify it by the meats? Everybody's got different flavored meats. Some people like fish tacos. <laughs> some people like chicken. Some people like steak, beef, just whatever. Right? So it doesn't matter. Who, when, when the word, hey man, do you want to go get tacos, comes to your mind, what pops in? That's what I need to know. Open mic me, shoot me a text message, email me, shucks fax me i don't know how because i don't know how the fax machine works to be honest and um but let me know who's got the best tacos we're going to be talking about it all day coming up next though somebody figured out a good way to win the lottery and i think i'm going to follow this guy's strategic planning Talking about the best tacos in the land. Uh, You know, talking about the Black Hills here, we have quite a few taco places. Great places to eat. But as I walked around the office and I asked everybody what they thought, their best tacos, like if I said, let's go get tacos, you pick your favorite place, let's go right now, it was actually kind of all over the board. I know one girl was like Taco John's all day. That's where I'm going, Taco John's. The other girl goes, well... You know, I like Taco Bell. They got better beans. They got better this. and But they don't got the potato lays like Taco John's. And uh, the one girl said she loved k downtown. I know me and the wife go there quite a bit. But when I'm there, and another person brought up a good point, I'm not really, they, this was them talking, not really big into tacos. When they go to like k or places like that, they get the enchiladas. And that's what I do. Does that count? It's not a... I mean, it's not a taco, right? It's Mexican food. So do we throw that in the mix? No. We got to stay taco talk here. It's Taco Tuesday, and and that's what we're talking about. Best tacos. Uh, keep the open mics rolling in. We've been talking about it all morning long. Best tacos in the land. If I said you have to take and buy a taco and bring it to a competition to possibly win a bazillion dollars, whose tacos would you bring to this competition? What would it be? See, I don't know. I haven't eaten at the place up in High Sega. I need to go check it out. Mexican Topico. I haven't I haven't been up there yet. I need to go. Maybe I'm going to go do it tonight. Might take the family out. Go get some tacos. Taco Tuesday. Why not? I like it. Wife, if you're listening, babe, let's go eat some tacos. Well, we've been talking all morning about tacos. I mean, it's Taco Tuesday, you know, and and that's been the topic. All day. Now, if I've not made you hungry yet, then maybe naming off some of these places well. I had somebody text in and say 
Taco John's is the best for as far as quick food, you know, fast food uh, restaurant tacos. Otherwise, his favorite is Eddie's Tacos. Thank you, Dennis, for that. However, a lot of Eddie's Tacos. I mean, I know, I've never eaten Eddie's Tacos. Is that weird? I feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm an outcast. I need to make it a point to go eat some Eddie's Tacos. And maybe I need to make it a point to go visit some of these other places because I just did a quick Google search. So a shorting, uh, a shorting, according to TripAdvisor, my mouth is literally, literally watering talking about these places. So according to TripAdvisor, the number one is the Begging Burrow Mexican Bistro and Tequila Bar. That is number one. It's up in Custer. Also, the Scogin Kitchen has the best tacos. Que Pasa. I've eaten there. Very good. Eddie's Taco, number four on the list. Number five is the Cheyenne Crossing. Very good. El Jefe's Fresh Mex Cantina is really good in lead. I've never eaten there. Never eaten there. So these are places, it's like, a guy's got to go, you know? Antunes is, is a place to go. It's number seven. Uh, Mariah's Mexican Restaurant. Looks like it's a food truck. Uh Barbacos, burritos, and wraps, and spearfish, and vertex rounds out the number 10. Guadalajara's is the number 11. Firehouse is up in there. I mean, these are all good places with some really good tacos. Now, I think we should take it to get a party bus together. We all rent a bus, and we load it up, and it's a day. It's a whole entire day. We come hungry. We get some breakfast tacos somewhere. And at 11 o'clock, we start eating lunch. And we literally just eat, drive to the next place, eat some more, drive to the next place, eat some more. And at the end of it, we crown it the king of tacos. And then in a month, we go do the same thing with burgers. And in another month, why not pizza? But I will tell you, I will reveal to you right now, my favorite taco is my wife's tacos she makes at home. She, seriously, there's nothing fancy about them, but she makes them, caters them to me. She makes homemade salsa, just fresh veggies, all ground up. She she adds extra meat. Like, I like my tacos simple. I'm I'm not a complicated taco guy. She's made some really good chicken. She made some really good steak, beef, and I don't eat all the meat the same. It's really well seasoned. It's really well cooked, and there's a lot of it. I like a lot more meat on my taco. This is the key right here. She found out that I'm in love with the Doritos Locos taco shell from Taco Bell. You know, the one with the Dorito flavoring? So what does she do? She goes and buys those hard shells. But they're the big ones. You know, like the wide, they sit up on their own. And then she loads that baby full of meat, fresh salsa, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit, a lot of cheese, sometimes queso. That You know, queso will make cereal taste better. I mean, like, it's so good. And that's my favorite taco. I'm going to crown my wife champion tonight and see if she'll make me tacos. I mean, this whole morning we've been talking about best tacos. We've been tons of text messages. A lot of people weighing in on where the best taco is. A lot of people, a couple of my buddies texted me. One guy said the best taco he ever had was in Yuma, uh, Arizona, from a taco truck, from a food truck. So good. The other buddy of mine, my twin brother, Brandon, we look exactly the same. Got it at like a, what do you say, a flea market in Denver? <laughs> Not a flea market, but he, best taco we ever had there. Like, really? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what it is. Sometimes there's hidden gems somewhere and we need to tell people about it. We need to tell them where the tacos are. But then again, there's times... When it's the worst taco. Like, why? You know, like how Amy doesn't like pineapple and ham on her pizza? Why would you do this to a taco? And that is the topic of our Roadhouse 5. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. Top five ingredients you don't want on a taco. Number five, McDonald's chicken nuggets. Why, though? Like, why would you put them on a taco? Number four, I've seen it, but it's not for me. I mean, I can agree with the efficiency, but spaghetti. Why would you put spaghetti in a taco? No, come on. Number three, your friend that said, when I die, spread my ashes on a taco. They love tacos so much. I won't be eating the food at that funeral. Number two, insects. 
Stop it. Fear Factor ended years ago. That was way... No, come on. I don't... Chocolate covered doesn't matter. No. And the number one uh, top five ingredients you don't want on a taco, anything from Amber Heard. You can't trust it. Just because it looks like beans don't mean it's beans. One, two, three, four, five. So this really did happen off of the coast of California, a little place they like to call Lover's Point. It's a little beach in the Pacific Grove, if you will. I don't know where that is. But it, uh, (laughs) this music, man, if you were alive when Jaws, back in the day, when Jaws was a thing, this music freaked you out. And how many times as kids did our dad get in the water and go, just like this? You know what I'm saying? just to freak us out okay i'll turn it down so i don't want you guys getting scared but the reality is 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 a 60 year old steve broomer was bitten while swimming near lover's point thankfully he was rescued and taken to the hospital and is in stable condition but based on the size of the bite marks i did not see the shark based on the size of the bite marks the shark was estimated to be up to 20 feet long yeah, that would make it an exceptionally large creature. I like how it threw that in there. You know what I mean? Like, that would make it an exceptionally large creature. No. A 20-foot-long fish is huge. I don't care if you're talking sharks. I don't care what you're talking. Anything 20-foot-long is pretty big. But uh, I, I guess on common, the, the great whites are usually like 11 to 16 feet long. Still huge. It's a big fish. It's a big thing in the water that moves really well. While only the largest can reach up to 20 feet. So, is Jaws real? Is this really going to happen? I know what you won't find. (laughs) Me swimming off of the coast of Lover's Point. I might, you know, I wouldn't mind taking a girl there, you know, my wife. What's up, girl? But I guess, you know, is the shark bigger because of the seals? Uh, We shared that post a while back on our Roadhouse Facebook where uh, two sharks were underneath the water looking up at two seals. Uh, the one seal had pineapple on its head, and the one shark says, are you in for some seal tonight? And he said, no, not with the pineapple on his head. That's funny, because that's how Amy, Amy hates pineapple on pizza, shark hates pineapple on seals. But um, I don't really know if sharks are that picky, you know what I mean? But uh, either way you look at it, that's a huge shark. And Or is this all in preparation for another Jaws movie? I'm scared already. So by now you know that Top Gun has been on the top of the the movie whatever charts or whatever. And uh, it's the first billion dollar grossing movie for Tom Cruise. That's cool. Congratulations, little buddy. And uh, <laughs> we call him Maverick, Maverick on the streets. And uh, Little Mav, we call him. Just kidding. But there's a new movie that um, is contending, and it's Elvis. The movie by Elvis. I haven't seen it yet. I have seen Maverick. It's really good. But this this Elvis movie, it, it's, it's saying it's really good. And it, it's getting a lot of really good reviews. And it's competing for the number one spot. I think it overtook the number one spot in the box office and then might have slid back to number two. I don't know. It's just really cool to see people back in the movie theaters again, uh, taking, you know, all those movies in. Now, what if though, because they've got these two movies contending to each other. What if they decided to like make them to together? Could Elvis also be in Top Gun or could Top could could Maverick be the next Elvis? You know what I'm saying? Could it really happen? The two biggest movies in the nation are Top Gun and Elvis. So there's only one thing Hollywood can do. Combine them. Maverick, you have a MiG coming in on your tail. I can't shake him. I can't shake him. Don't worry, Maverick. I'll take care of that devil in disguise. Who is this? Just call me Hound Dog. It's Top Gun. Hound Dog. Look at him. All sugar. Hound Dog. They sent another one. Well then, 
Return to sender. Top Gun, Hound Dog. Thanks for the assist, Hound Dog. No problem. Hey, uh, you won't go play some shirtless volleyball after this? Coming soon. There's things about the 4th of July that I love. I mean, most everything about it. I mean, let's be honest. Lighting fireworks and blowing stuff up. Does it get any better than that? Celebrating our freedom. It doesn't get much better than that. Super cool. Unless your neighbor has apparently a lot more money than everybody else and goes and spends thousands of dollars on fireworks. It's kind of crazy. So uh, so you have this. So I brought up the rules. Um, these are uh, last year. It was the summer of 2021. I could not find the 2022 ones. Uh, this one's off of the Pennington County stuff. But, you know, pretty much kind of what it comes down to is you could call um, – Three four, oh, I'm sorry, three nine four twenty one fifty one, and hit option nine, and it'll give you all your firework related questions. They can answer it. Do it that way. Six zero five three nine four twenty one fifty one. Hit option nine. Answer all your firework option questions. Whatever you got going on, but uh, fireworks where permitted uh, by the South Dakota state law allows discharge of fireworks between June twenty seventh and July eleventh. Um, of 2021, so I think that might have shifted uh, to the 28th and maybe the 12th for 2022. But you know, if you're uh, and, and this is serious, if you're from out of town and or you you are just not familiar with the area, the illegal use of fireworks is an offense and it's punishable by like a $500 fine and possibly 30 days in jail or maybe even both, depending on on what you do. So you got to really be careful where you're at. In the hills, in the hills, no, <laughs> you can't light fireworks. Like, no, you cannot. That's how it works. Um, you could go catch any of the fireworks shows and displays in Belfouche during the Black Hills Roundup. Um, I believe the Speedway usually does one. You know, they're downtown in Rapid City here. Uh, uh, they're going to light one up. We're going to actually have kind of a parking lot party here at our studios on Monday. So we're going to be able to kind of check that out. But the biggest thing is like every city in town has its own rules. Like Hill City, no discharge of fireworks permitted. Keystone, none. Uh, for New Underwood, you could call, if you live out in New Underwood, you call 754-6777 and uh, you can figure it out there. Um, Pennington County, again, you've got to be a mile outside of Rapid City Limits. That's Rapid City Limits. Add a mile. If you're out of that mile, then you could do it, you know, but it's only until I think 11 o'clock at night is is the rule. And uh, it doesn't seem to be what people follow, <laughs> especially if you live out in Rapid Valley like me. Um, if you do live within the city limits, uh, it says you could light out novelty type, which novelty is loosely defined as snaps, caps, like the pull-aparts. And uh, fireworks you can toss on the ground. Um, but again, if you need further help with that, 394 5233. And in Wall, you can't light off fireworks. Uh, also, if you go to the website on penningtoncounty.org, penco.org is what it is, they literally have a map. They have everything listed there, all your questions, all the information I just kind of gave to you is all right there. And like I said, the one that I found was dated for last year. But still, you know, the biggest thing about this is practice good fireworks safety. You don't want to be the reason for your area, your neighborhood, possibly your friend's house, your neighbor's house to get burnt down because of your negligence of lighting fireworks. Be safe. It's fun. But don't get hurt or hurt somebody else while blowing things up. But if you do blow something up in safe, good area and it's legal, video it, send it to me. That'll be sick. I mean, my dad taught me how to drive when I was seven years old. Seven years old, up in the woods, driving around a 64 Chevy pickup. Cool, right? Well, then since my dad taught me how to drive when I was young, I was able to actually drive pretty well by the time I was 10, 11, or even 12. So at 12 or 13 years old, <laughs> I can clearly remember this. My dad was like, drive me home. You know, he'd always say things like like that. You know, okay, dad. So we got in his 88 Ford pickup manual. I'm driving him home. We're in Box Elder. We leave the bus barn at the time. The bus barn was on Raider Hill Road. 
and we drove into 1416 inside Box Elder there, the big the big highway that runs right through, right, with a big ditch in between it. Uh, hit the stop sign. Who's across the intersection? A Box Elder Barney. That's right, Box Elder PD. And he looks, kind of gives us the head tilt. My dad's like, just drive normal. You're fine. We take off driving. We're doing our thing. Cop pulls us over. And can I see your guys' driver's license? <laughs> Funny thing is, sir, there's two of us, but only one driver's license. Somehow my dad talked his way out of it. But never once did I do anything quite like Ben Affleck's kid. Yeah, Ben Affleck's 10-year-old son, then this got to be rich kid problems. Because I'm in an 88 Ford pickup when I'm driving. He's in a Lamborghini. (laughs) 10-year-old son, Samuel, got into a small fender bender with his yellow Lamborghini. He hit a BMW, of course. And uh, (laughs) sources say that Ben was at the dealership to test drive a new car. Sam seemed very interested in the exotic cars. Ben let him get into the driver's seat and of this very expensive car, obviously, and ended up reversing it into another car. <laughs> Classic. Could you imagine? Did Ben be like, well, now we got to buy it, right? And looks at, because J-Lo was there. Jennifer Lopez was sitting there. Did he look at her like, well, I guess we're buying a Lamborghini today. Or did he say, I don't want this one. It's all dented up. Give me the other one. <laughs> but then again, he doesn't care. I mean, he's engaged to J-Lo after all. have you ever been on a cruise man i went on a cruise it's been way too long ago um and it was a blast i don't remember the name of the cruise line or anything about it but it was it was so much fun it was weird being on a cruise ship here's what weirded me out let's just roll it in real quick what weirded me out here's a huge boat essentially okay it's a big ship huge boat it had like six or eight elevators, okay? Multiple, obviously, rooms. I mean, I don't know how many rooms. Four, 600. I don't know how many rooms. It had pools of water on the boat and uh, restaurants. It, it, it had a theater, uh, a pretty good-sized theater that fit everybody in the ship. Um, it had a nude balcony. It had like... And what I guess I'm saying is all these things weigh something and they were floating on water. (laughs) And you didn't even know it, man. We're floating on water and you couldn't even feel it. It was mind boggling. We were sitting in a restaurant looking out the window and water was splashing by. I thought it was like fake. It was so weird. But anyways, I highly recommend going on a cruise. They're pretty cool, but you almost need a vacation when you get done. There's so many activities and so many things to do. I took like third place in a belly flop contest. Um, but but good times, good times. And if you want to go on a cruise, well, Princess Cruise Lines is offering a, a dollar deposit uh, to go on their voyage. So you put on between June 30th and July 5th, the cruise line will allow you to deposit only a dollar for your next voyage to any of its worldwide destinations. And you won't have to pay the full balance until 90 days before you set sail. So you could essentially put a dollar down, make payments, or hit the lump sums of it until 90 days before you selected your cruise ship, which you know, nobody goes on a cruise in the middle of the summer, right? They wait till like fall or spring or winter or something like that. But uh, uh, but very good deal. So if you want to do that, you just go look it up. But honest to, honest to goodness... A dollar down, and you go on a cruise. I the shore excursions, um, the sunscreen you need to apply. I sang at a car. It was Carnival Cruise Lines. That's what it was, Carnival Cruise Lines. And I was one of the dudes. So at the end of the week, they I sang Garth Brooks. There was somebody was Elvis. Somebody was Frank Sinatra. Somebody was it, there was all these huge artists, Britney Spears, everything. And they you karaokeed. I got up and sang um, Friends in Little Places in front of all these people, dressed up in a black and white checkered shirt with a cowboy hat and the only pair of pants I brought. Because why do you bring pants on a cruise ship? They're just dress pants. I look just like Garth Brooks, though. Dylan, when you're cruising around in your pickup, me and you have had this conversation, you've got a pretty good stereo. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like to jam every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But what helps is that you have a closed cab, you know, four-door pickup. 
right? Right. It's not like convertible or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you can kind of listen to your music for you inside at a decent level. And people outside will tell you're listening to music, but it's maybe not so loud. Right. You probably can't hear it from inside their car. But Correct. if you were walking down the sidewalk, you'd maybe hear it a you'd little be like, bit. Hey, that guy's jamming out, but yeah. you might not know what song. Well, if you had a, a like a convertible, same stereo, same situation, they'd probably be able to hear it. Yeah, everybody would know what I was listening yeah. to. Well, I think, and I'm not sure it doesn't say this, but in Florida, starting July 1st, which is tomorrow, BTW, um, <laughs> who knew, right? The month is over. But uh, uh, starting tomorrow in Florida, if you're driving around and they can hear your stereo plainly from 25 feet or more away, then you will get a $114 fine. Wow. Uh, yeah. And no more jamming. doesn't matter what time of the day it is. If you're in-syncing or you're mbopping and it's too loud, it's 114 bucks, sir. <laughs> no way. No, mm-hmm. and, no and more so fun. I think that about around here, we don't necessarily, we have a lot of convertibles around here, but we also have more like bikes with really big stereos on Yeah. Especially coming up on the rally in yeah. a month. Um, everybody's going to be cruising around. And like, I don't mind it because usually they're listening to some good classic rock. But it's always the same stuff. It's like, how yeah. many times do you just have one song downloaded on your bike or on your phone? And it's, <laughs> it's you're crazy because you're and it's like everybody at the intersection needs to know that you're partying today. Yeah. Or it's like <laughs> the ones that crack me up is when it's a dude heading to work and he's in like a suit and tie. You know what I mean? But he's still got the bike like mm. he's going rally. Yeah. And it's like, uh, and you're like what's this guy he's about to go close a deal on a divorce or something or whatever he's doing but yeah so i mean loud music is is not allowed in florida i think we should implement something like that here yeah well i don't know i mean it doesn't bother me personally me either actually i'll be 100 percent honest i could care less but, but yeah man that's a lot of money for just Pumping up the jams. Yeah. I mean, the one, the things that bother me, I wish they could be just a little more mindful of what they're listening. I don't know if it's the me getting older situation, but like I'm on the phone with my mom, you know, yeah. and it's not that she hasn't heard anything, but it's like all of a sudden dude runs up beside me listening to run DMC as loud as he possibly can. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, my mom would rather listen to this like a church choir, if you would, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Mom. <laughs> but, but like, you know, if you could, for my mother, jam some Bee Gees. You know That's what I mean? Right. She's That's a right. huge, you get down by the way, I'll walk my walk, I'm a walking man. I'll get fine to Florida. All right, we kind of talked about this earlier, about how do you think a person could survive in the woods? Because they say... Like one in four, they did a study of 2,000 people. Okay. And one in four people don't even realize that a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Like those little things like that about surviving, not even surviving, just understanding the, the nature. Common sense. The common what, habit. And maybe it's people who, I mean, because you were born in Montana. Yeah. Spent most, some of your life there, most of your life here in the hills. Yep. It's like maybe it's common. I can remember learning things like that at a young age. Yeah, like in elementary school, we always had like the caterpillars in the jars, and then we let them go, and they turned into butterflies. I feel like everybody should know that. My mom forced me to go to a YMCA camp when I was a kid, (laughs) and I hated it. I hated the thought of it, and as soon as I got there, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Because we did like outdoorsy, woodsy stuff. We built forts out of things that were like there. Mm-hmm. You know, like to tame branches together. You use doing, the land and yeah, the stuff exactly. You it was so only stuff cool. You it was okay. so cool. I would go do it again as an adult. Just you know, it would look weird, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a lot of fun. But it's hard for me to believe that there's so many people out there that don't have a clue. And you brought up a good point. Do you think Amy could survive in the yeah. woods? <laughs> do you? I don't know. I really don't because. Amy's from here, lived in Arizona a really long time, and then and then came back here. I'm not sure what her woodsy camping kind of thing is. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me at all if actually Amy was like a, a 
a secret. Like a woodsman. MacGyver <laughs> kind of woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of gal. She's smart like that. She's got yeah. that. She could do that stuff. But it also wouldn't surprise me if she was like, no, because she hates bugs, you know, and yeah. spiders. And Yo, have, we know she hates spiders. They have those outside. And uh, so, <laughs> or, and also, like, if we did this, like, hypothetically, we said, could you survive 30 days if you took a few things with you, you know, kind of like naked and afraid. That's what they've got to do. Yep. But less being naked, Even, more just yeah. surviving with some items. Could you do it? So I don't think she could do it because she'd have she'd miss her eyelash appointment. You know what I mean? She'd have to get that done. And if she getting her brows worked on, you know, whatever. Right? Could she bring the Escalade? Plumping the lips. Yeah. Could she bring the Escalade? I don't you know, know. That's her new love. Mm-hmm. And so, so I would say she can't survive in the woods. I know I can. I'm 100% confident. You're, you're pretty confident. That if somebody took me up into the woods somewhere in the Black Hills or anywhere else, and just dropped me off and said, see you in 30 days. Good luck, bud. I honestly could survive with what I have in my pockets right now. Like I, really? I have a, a little little Leatherman. It's little. I'd prefer to grab my bigger one out of my backpack if yep. I could, please. But uh, other than that, you know, I've and I'd like to change my shoes. I'm currently wearing a pair of dudes. Yeah, um, the dudes, are, dudes are great shoes. But, you know, when you're out in the woods, you might want yeah, something a little sturdier. A little sturdier. So, okay, maybe we should make a limit here to our what yeah. we can take maybe yeah. what what do you think six things yeah six things six things does it have to fit in a backpack maybe probably yeah, yeah. okay you have to either be able to carry it or fit in a backpack yep okay well i would start with uh like a hatchet mm-hmm. some easy yeah. way to cut wood yeah um a, either like a lighter or one of those little torches yeah um a lighter uh maybe some string some string or some yeah. fishing line yeah that always helps maybe three uh, maybe some fire starter. Do it. Yeah. Or, mm, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe some fresh underwear. Yeah, it's always nice. <laughs> Five. You know. Yeah. Do like the truckers do. You Heck can get yeah. a good four days out of one pair. You just you keep can. flipping them around. Yeah, you get flip it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, five, six. What would six be? Um, maybe like a big bag of protein powder. Oh, that would be cool. Because It'll then you know, you. if yeah. you're near water. And you, you, just, you, could, you could maybe survive. potentially boil the water. Yeah. I don't know. That's not bad. And I don't know you, if you can bring supplements like that in this situation, but I don't know. I'll tell you what I'd bring. Okay. A chainsaw, a potato gun, an extension cord, and, uh, you know, because I got to watch some NFL Network. That's true. You know? And it'd be fun to be out in the middle of nowhere just rattling off taters, a bag of taters. Yeah. Are you yep. eating those taters? No, I'm shooting them. But boom! You, know? <laughs> you could get some squirrels with it, maybe. Fun. And you, the chainsaw is just for fun. Yeah. All right. I can do it. All right, Dilly Billy. It says here that uh, one in four people don't know that caterpillars turn into butterflies. Seriously? Yep. It says that a lot of people um, are clueless when it comes to nature. Like they don't have a clue. Yeah, I thought so too. A recent poll of nearly 2,000 British adults uh, found that three and four felt more confident identifying pigeons than anything else in the garden. More than half, like 55%, uh, can't even distinguish the difference between a moth and a butterfly. Moreover, a quarter of them, they don't even understand that caterpillars transform into butterflies or any of the other animals that are out in the woods in his and his. And so... It says here that most likely 62% can't survive in the woods. They don't even know animals. They can't even identify anything. They might go and try to pet a bear. Yeah. Like, those are the kind of people right here that go try to pet the buffalo in Custer State Park. Yeah. <laughs> or, or take the baby home in the back of their yeah, car. Yeah, they're like, well, you yeah. take the little baby home. You know what I mean? No, you can't do that. Uh, so it leads me to our topic of surviving in the woods okay do you think that if you were like a nick if you ever watched naked and afraid you know not i have never sat down and turned it on i think i've seen clips of it i think before you joined us in our little morning show group we got uh me and amy went in because i watched a couple episodes of naked and afraid and was like why is this even a show <laughs> this is so stupid okay. i mean the being out there and afraid thing was cool but Oh, I just don't understand why they're naked. Yeah, why, you know what I mean? Like, give them, give them a pair of underwear or something. Um, like, at least. I get it that you're, like, minimal things. Okay. Right. 
Why do they got to be naked? Like a girl could be in her bra and, and panties. A dude could be in a pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want them to have a middle. Why naked? Why, why do you have your junk out? Yeah. Why do they got to go sit and lay in the weeds with nothing covering up their downtowns? They need to go find some banana leaves and make makeshift dude, underwear. And most of them, some of them do. Some of them do because they don't want to sit bare butt on in the dirt. The, on the, I don't want to go sit naked in the grass. No. You imagine true. doing that in the hills, the pine needles and stuff? Yeah. Like, you, you go to stand Ugh. up and start walking, you got pine needles in your crack? No. Maybe some uh, pine cone? Yeah. Yep. Some poison ivy. Down on you. <laughs> yeah. You get a little, boy, I've done that before. Whew. That poison ivy was rough. But, but the thing about it is, is like, I don't understand the naked part. But. If you could take survival, a few things, a few items, could be maybe you got a Leatherman or a Swiss Army knife or, you know, a little cup or a pot a, or uh, A Zippo lighter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you head out into the woods, you think you could survive for X, like, say, 30 days. A decent, I mean, you got to eat. A month. Yeah, a month. Hmm. Think about it. We'll come back. Stay tuned because later into the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking about this. Cool. So we're going to talk about a little thing called uh, inspirational porn, Dylan. Hmm. Um, you know, the word porn is overused in the wrong way. It is. You know what I mean? Like inspirational porn. When I say that, what do you what do you think? We're, we're looking at some weird naughty movies. Yeah. Or possibly naughty photos. That's not what it is at all. Okay. No, no, no. Enlighten huh. me. I would love to enlighten you and inspire you. Okay. If you will. If I can. Uh, if I may. Okay. Get lay in, it on me. If I may get inside you and inspire you with inspirational <laughs> yeah. porn. Um, you know, inspirational porn is is finding like inspiration, you know, heartwarming stories of people overcoming obstacles okay. or pushing through adversity and surmounting unique extraordinary circumstances. So this just this is a total different direction. Compared you compared to what correct. I what we would have thought originally. That's right. That's right. This is how you reel people in. Is you say inspirational porn, and they're like, "Dang, I kind of want to know." Yeah. Right? Gets the and, gears turning. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what it is is like so. Growing up, actually, to get one hundred percent honest with you, growing up, there was a, a family friend of ours. His name was Art Berg, and uh, long story super short, but Art Berg was here serving a mission for his church. Okay, and he talked to my parents. That's how my parents became. Mormon. They became LDS is because of Art Berg. Perfectly healthy, 19, 20-year-old man, just great, right? After his mission, he he's about to marry Miss Utah. She was beautiful woman. And wow. he, he was a great, I mean, he's a good-looking dude himself, right? Okay. About to marry Miss Utah. I say all this because his life is about to start. He's about to marry this beautiful woman and go off and have a great family. All these things. He's, they're he's got everything lined up. Everything's lined up. Okay. Well, him and a friend are making a drive, a long drive, and they thought they'd split the drive. And what happened was his buddy fell asleep and they ended up hitting a concrete embankment. He ended up becoming a quadriplegic. Oh, right? Wow. Like he's paralyzed. Well, he still ended up getting married to her, still ended up kind of living out his life. They, have, they had kids and everything. Okay. And, uh, but he became, I mean, it completely changed his life. Yeah. He went from playing sports and, and doing whatever he wanted to do. He's very outdoorsy, active, to happen to live his life in a wheelchair. Right. The doctors told him, you'll never ever be able to do it you'll never drive a car you'll never ride a four-wheeler you'll you'll never go play sports again you're never gonna like be an athlete of any kind yeah, normal fun never, stuff was nothing. just gone just get used to having somebody always happen to take care of you you're okay. never gonna be able to take care of yourself and he completely proved him wrong because he figured out ways to eat and it's like anyways i say all this because he became an inspirational speaker okay. and he traveled around saying that you know his big his big phrase was the impossible is not impossible. It just takes longer, hmm. you know, for him. And that's what his mom is like. His mom was like, you're just going to have to work harder. It's right. just going to take a little longer. And so huh. growing up with that person in my life and being inspirational, I've always been around inspirational porn <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, and I, for the longest time growing up, I had a picture of him because he did wheelchair racing, like, okay. like, long triathlon or whatever where he would do this wheelchair and then he would do some other things he drove himself around he traveled around so he's still an athlete by himself doing all those things exactly he proved him wrong the doctor wow. told him that day you'll never do anything and he was like watch this 
hold my beer and watch this. He didn't drink. He was Mormon, but still. But that's, still cool. Yeah. So that's inspirational porn. What about you? You like inspirational porn, don't you? <laughs> I do now. Yes, you do. <laughs> so me and Dylan talking about the mailbag here. Amy still out on surgical leave, we'll like to call it. But the mailbag was, Dylan, share the story a little bit. So this girl, uh, you know, met this guy at the gym and then uh, ended up going out on a date with him. And they had a great night. And at the end of the night, he came home with her and wanted to help her with her mortgage rate. (laughs) It's so weird. So, I don't know. I mean, we've read a lot of things that are kind of cringy and bad, right? You know, like, like don't go out with this guy again. Like, he's a bad dude. Well, Well, now, about a month later, he wants to go out with her again. And honestly, I mean, sure, maybe she was expecting a little more romance or something else. We, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't know for sure. She I didn't say. Yeah, didn't specify. However, this guy doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. Yeah, is he that genuine of a dude? You know, where he's like, maybe he is really. It's first her. date, and I, I know nothing's going to happen. But let me help you the best way I can. Let's check, take a look at your mortgage. Yeah, and he did get her a better rate. <laughs> so it's That's so weird. He came through. Oh, my gosh. But we had some people text in. Let's see. uh, Jeff texted in and said, what a genuine dude, you know, really just after the mortgage, not really after the, you know, the the other thing. (laughs) What a genuine dude. Uh, Another girl texted in and said that, uh, uh, what a weirdo, (laughs) because if you come in and all he wants to do is, is look for a customer, not look for love, that's weird after going on a date, you know? Right. Well, I mean, maybe... I mean, I doubt she paid him for this. It doesn't. It yeah, didn't right? sound like. I think he did it for free. Yeah. So I don't think it was a customer kind of deal. Like I don't think he received any financial yeah. benefit from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just out of kindness. I mean, maybe the guy's just really into her, and he's like, you know what? I could probably get this girl a way better mortgage rate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we had a, a message on social media talking about just how you could always trust this guy. You know, like think about it. Like in future, that's what it reminded me to think. Like in the future, they're married. Say they're together. And then this guy, like this guy, like is is at some girl's house for three hours. Why were you at Jenny's house for three hours? Yeah, I was checking out her mortgage. In a normal yeah. relationship, you'd be like, absolutely not. I highly doubt it. But she could be like, well, probably that first date we had, you literally came over and wanted to just look at my mortgage, nothing else. Right. But at the same time, you know, like maybe <laughs> maybe he wanted to impress her by helping her out in a big way. So. Oh, you know, man. maybe she wouldn't want him over doing that for other chicks as well. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of guys come over to girls' houses after the first date, and they want to get into their drawers. He wants to get into their drawers, too. It's just their drawers where they keep their paperwork. <laughs> yeah, the file cabinet. <laughs> well, in a world where we all like to party. You like to party, Dylan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good party. Goes a long way. Especially, like, 4th of July, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly... At first, when I read this story, it says Airbnb bans all parties permanently. I was like, hold up, stop the bus, back it up, you missed the stop, what's going on? Because, like, who has, who rents an Airbnb to go party? Talk about, you're like, whatever, three, four hundred bucks deep, and you haven't even bought any booze yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it. Well, I think... I think for the party, and I think that was probably more of like a high schooler thing, because, you know, if you were 18, I'm pretty sure you could get an Airbnb. I think so. And you could split it between your friends, and you could, you know, go drink there. Dude, if we all threw in a hundred bucks, bro, we're at this house, and nobody even knows. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, and we can invite girls, dude. Yeah, um, well, (laughs) I guess in my day when we'd party, we would just go out to somebody's field, or up into the woods and is it, you know, and just do it there. I guess. I mean, it's Airbnbs are a destination spot kind yeah. of deal. You know, like yeah. people book them because they're going somewhere to visit. Yeah. And, you know, maybe like whether it's in the hills or maybe in some big city or whatever mm-hmm. else, you know. So, like, I really feel like this maybe isn't as big of a deal because yeah. most people go somewhere to see places, you know, like you just got to stay there at night, but you're going to be out on the town or yeah, exactly. vacationing and doing yeah, stuff. So, doing I mean. Stuff. I mean, it kind of stinks they're banning parties for a select few, I guess, I guess, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Back to the woods and prairie. Yep. Yeah, it says here, the ban was originally announced in August of 2020, and uh, as a safety measure during, like, COVID, the C-19, 
But Airbnb says the ban has since become a bedrock community policy, and therefore they are going to make it a thing. You cannot. My my thing is is hold on. When somebody's booking an Airbnb, is there a box you check? I'm gonna party here tonight. You know right? what I mean? Like. And the other thing too is, how are they going to regulate that? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they can have cameras and rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, if I'm old enough, if I'm old enough to rent an Airbnb, I'm old enough to go do whatever in the hell I want in an Airbnb. Uh, yeah, you know? and if you if you destroy something, you got to pay for the damage. Yeah, that's that's a part that scares me. Why I would never do it. I yeah. mean, theoretically, hey, let's go have a party in somebody else's house. Yeah, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> but ultimately, if you do it at your own home and they break your lamp. It's yeah. just your lamp. That's right. You can get a new lamp some other time. The other thing, too, is what do they classify as a party? Right. right. So, like, let's say you do go out all day and do stuff and sightsee wherever you're at. Yeah. And then you come back and you have a beer or two. Is that a party? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. You know? You're you're vacationing with a group of friends. Yeah. And you get back to the house and you're like, let's grab a, a 30-pack of, you know, mountains and let's go back to the house, you know? Yeah. Are we having a party now? I don't think so. That's no. called just relaxing. Yeah. You know, we each got our own case. We got to put away yeah. and that's normal. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a party at all. And yeah, so I don't I guess I'm good luck Airbnb. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. Good luck trying to wind this down cuz you think this is going to stop them? Nothing stops us partiers. You can't stop a party. Can't stop us. Back to the prairie in the woods. You know what I never thought about, Dylan? What is that? This, I'm sitting here closed-minded thinking about people that are like high school kids or like early college kids, people yeah. like you. Yeah. You know, you've got some friends that are 19. You know, they can't drink 19, 20. Right. You know what I mean? So let's have a party. I'm. That's not even probably what it is. Well, what are you thinking? We're leaving out a whole nother demographic. <laughs> okay. What is it? Swingers. The pineapple people. The pineapples. You know what I mean? Like, they're having parties there because they don't want to do that at their own house. They want to invite a bunch of weirdos to their own home. So they Airbnb a house, come on over to this place here. Yeah. They lay down some whatever they do. They do whatever they do. Do a little exploring. You know, the only thing is you can't actually hook the swings up to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that leaves permanent damage. That's right. Man, we had this whole thing wrong. Back to Airbnbs. (laughs) So, hey, Dylan. Hey, You got a good Fourth of July story could be could be heartfelt something for the family could be something funny could be love maybe you found love and then you blew it up (laughs) no (laughs) nothing like that but there was some blowing up so uh (laughs) a friend of mine had an m80 firework yeah and uh we stuck it in a giant bucket of cheese balls sweet (laughs) yeah and put the lid on it and tossed the bucket in It exploded, of course. Of course. And there yeah. was no plastic. You know how a cheese ball bucket kind of looks like the yeah. big ones you can get? Yeah. Um, there was no plastic left over or any wow. cheese balls. Just the little lid, just a piece of the lid. The pla- that just, is awesome. Yeah, it disintegrated. That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Maybe so you should what, try it this weekend. Yeah, except for <laughs> I like cheese balls too much, so yeah. I'd have to buy two packages, one to eat while I'm that's blowing right. it up. It's a little bit yeah. of a sacrifice. So, like, what like what happened? It blew up, and that's it? Like, it, it just, literally it just, disintegrated yeah, everything? I'm pretty sure my, one of my little cousins did get a little piece of hot plastic on him. <laughs> 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 or, I mean, oh, no, oh, that's not safe. <laughs> you can't be doing that, Dylan. <laughs> Kids these days, I tell you. You know what they need, Brandon? What? They need an OSHA version for yeah, fireworks. They do. <laughs> well, instead of OSHA, would it be called uh, Forthsha? You know what I mean? Like the Forth, Forthsha? Forthsha? <laughs> yeah. That's dumb. But uh, <laughs> I got I got one uh, I shared uh, with a couple people. But I when I was a little kid, my dad took me. He, he loved his pickup. He'd just gotten it not too long before this. And it was like an 88 F-150. And he, it was like the newest pickup to him. And so I'm like 10, 11, 12. So this pickup's pretty new, a few years old, new to us, right? Right. And he's like, son, let's go down and get yourself some fireworks. My dad doesn't talk like that. Close. but So we go down and we spend like 40 or 50 bucks on fireworks. Something that's always kind of confused me when you buy fireworks is why is it in a paper bag? Why do they hand you it in a flammable bag? Right. I don't. I don't not, I don't know what else they would do. A lunch a metal lunch pail? I don't know. What about one of those recycle recyclable bags? Like a yeah, like, like nowadays, you know. Anyway, but yeah, anyways. This will come into play here in a second. <laughs> but have this flammable bag filled with about 
I, maybe it was 20 bucks. I don't know. But it was a decent amount of fireworks, but just small stuff. Bottle rockets, bobcats, some spinners. You know, nothing crazy. Enough stuff to have some fun. But fun, but not nothing. Yep. Like, I wasn't going to, hey, everybody come over and watch my display, you know. But anyways, so we get out. We get home. He backs into the driveway. We had a big, wide gravel driveway. We could, like, four or five cars wide and real deep, just big you, area. You had plenty of space for yeah, activities. Like a, almost a little gravel parking lot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. So I get out. He goes inside. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 11-ish, 12-ish years old. And uh, I, I can be out lighting fireworks by myself. So I'm out there lighting some bottle rockets. I'm about four fireworks deep into this situation. And I light this bottle rocket off, and I kind of held it with my hand. And it went off. It went about five foot away from me and then took a U-turn and went right towards my dad's pickup. And I'm like, oh, no. But it didn't just go towards the pickup. It went inside the flammable paper bag. Seriously? And lit the bag on fire, lit other fireworks on fire. And then because the bag was on fire, it lit everything. I had some snakes. Everything was going off. And what are you supposed to do? You Run can't, over you can't there? go grab them. I yeah. mean, it's literally like, you know, all this stuff is going off. And I'm like, ah. So my dad hears the commotion. He comes out and looks over at his beautiful pickup with all of the fireworks going off on the hood, including a snake just laying its trail, you know. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he didn't believe me that the bottle yeah, rocket took happened. a U-turn. I wouldn't believe my son if he told me the same story. But I swear to you on my puppy dog's grave, that is exactly what happened. And <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it was, there's, there was still marks on his hood where all this where stuff the snakes went off. Went off. Yeah. So they never came out, huh? No. No, still to this day. Those snakes are weird. They're just like a, a, like a blob a that blob just leave it, leave it. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Why, why is this a crap? thing? <laughs> and it's on your sidewalk for the rest of your life. Forever. Well, that's our fireworks story. Hope you guys stay safe and come back on next weekend with all ten fingers and toes or clothes. Well, ten fingers or ten toes. Yeah, either one. What would you rather have? Uh, fingers. I'd rather keep my fingers. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. It's time for a health adventure update. 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 So I've been kind of off the wagon, if you will, of the diet situation because mainly I've been trying to get rid of this plantar fasciitis and like everybody I've talked to is like, just take, give it some rest. I was working out three or four days a week. Oh yeah. You were going to classes being on the stage and they're like, give it, just give it a rest, give it a chance to heal. And I do kind of feel like maybe that's what I was doing. I was just, I kept overdoing it, kept re re-injuring it maybe slightly or stressing it out irritating it yeah so i haven't really been to classes for a couple of weeks haven't really been to the gym and and i'm really missing it i really want to go work out and i and i this is where i've been failing and i've been kind of off the wagon is i could still go work out i could still like go lift do things maybe not do the full class but i could still go work out on my own have i no that's where i've failed and so that's where I'm at, but I'm hoping I've been getting some physical therapy on my foot and also got an x-ray. Everything's good. Like, there's no broken bones. That's good. So it's just soft tissue stuff that I got to work on. But Well, hey, take it with a grain of salt, though. Like, yeah. you know, you were hitting it pretty hard there for a while. Maybe it, maybe yeah. you need this break and you didn't know it. Yeah, maybe. Because then when you come back, you're going to be real fresh and rejuvenated. You won't be sore from, like, the day yeah. before, you know. Yeah. Like, you can hit it really hard when you come back. Yeah, I'm hoping so. What about you? Oh, you know, I, I would say not much. I've been... Trying to go periodically, yeah. three, four times a week. Went yesterday. Pumping the iron. Yeah. yeah. Pumping the iron. Was that hot chick there? Didn't you see a hot chick at your gym? Uh, she wasn't There's there. a lot of them. Yeah. No. I've been going. I don't. I haven't been going at the same times. Oh. Sometimes I go pretty early. Sometimes I go really late yeah. or midday, depending on, you know. You know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not always there at the same time. So, that's probably why. Cause she probably is. Most people kind of have a set gym schedule and yeah. i'm kind of all over the place like a pre-work or a post-work yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah stuff like that but no just have been kind of watching what i eat and you know lifting yeah. and doing some cardio you know what stuff i'm amazed and, by what i'm amazed by how many people go work out on their lunch hour yeah right that blows my mind because some of them classes i go to are it's lunch hour and they're there working out and they go right back to work yeah. And they'll they'll like shower up and get right back into their business yep. clothes or whatever and go to work and i'm like 
I don't know as if I, I before work maybe after work most likely in the middle of the day I don't think so. Only thing I'd say about that is that was me yesterday over my lunch hour I went and yeah. uh, then I showered and got redid yeah as some would say and came back here and for the afternoon I liked it because I was almost more awake. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt rejuvenated. I was going to say it'd be a good way to fight the afternoon blahs. You know, nothing worse than you eat a meal, even if it's a healthier lunch. You you're know what I mean? You're just tired. You get done and you get back to work and you're like, son of a, come on, eyelids, stay open. I yep. can't do it. I know a lot of guys that were skipping lunch because they were afraid of afternoon blahs. If they ate, like they knew that they were going to be tired the rest of the day. If they just didn't even take lunch, they could work through the day less problems yeah no amount of coffee can fix that no afternoon after eating a nice meal or no amount of monsters or red bulls can get you through it talkies might talkies oh that's been a problem with the health adventure (laughs) all right so the biggest thing is when you go buy fireworks what do you buy there's so many options right do you get the big tweezel d's or do you get the tweezel don'ts you know that's a good point. Honestly, I think I go off the picture most of the time. If I'm yeah. being totally honest, like a little yeah. kid in the candy store. It is, yeah. If they're right. big and they got a cool, colorful picture, I'm mm-hmm. buying it. Sometimes with fireworks, what you pay is what you get. You and know then what I mean? You, other times, what you pay for is yeah, not what you get. You're looking at two things and you're like, ultimate something, whatever in the heck, and ultimate something, whatever in the heck, different. But this one's 20 bucks cheaper. I think I'm going to go with the cheap one. And then you get home and you're like, no, that sucked. There has been a few times where I've gotten fireworks, and I have been pleasantly impressed with the, some little one I got. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to do much, but whatever. Sometimes. They're like, they throw it in at the counter. They're like, here, take, we're just giving these yeah, ones away. Yeah, just like, take cool. these. They're from last year, you know? Yep. Yeah, well, that's why together, me and Dylan put our top five most disappointing fireworks this year just for you. And here it is. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. Number five on the top five most disappointing fireworks this year is Exploding Outhouse. It leaves such a crappy smell. (laughs) Number four, the Fauci Fountain. You shoot a little flame into the wick three times and it still doesn't work. (laughs) Oh, boy. Number three, the R. Kelly. You light it, the kids run, and it doesn't go off for another 30 years. Ooh, too soon? <laughs> uh, how ironic. <laughs> Number two, the Trump train. Is that thing still rolling? <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> And number one on the top five most disappointing fireworks this year is the Biden bicycle. It just tips over. So that's it? True international average of pressure. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. Every Tuesday on The Roadhouse, we like to uh, spotlight teachers, talk about amazing stories, amazing things teachers do, just to show and just to prove how amazing they are. We all know this, but... We would like to do it some more. So if you have a teacher that you would like us to share a story about, something they did that was amazing, I know sometimes it's hard to narrow it down, but just send them all over. We've got a lot of Tuesdays in the future to go over it. You can hit us up at Amy or Brandon at the Roadhouse Show AM and uh, and just send us an email. We'd love to talk about it. This story today, we're going to talk about Jennifer Longstein. Jennifer Longstein was a teacher in elementary school and was pregnant, about to have her baby, knowing that it was coming, but wanting to teach as far into her pregnancy as she possibly could. Uh, She had had a substitute lined up, so as soon as, you know, things went into motion, substitute could come and fill in, Uh, but you know, like a lot of teachers, it's really hard for them to just say, oh, I'm going into labor and walk away. So there's a picture of her explaining lesson plans to her husband. Scary. <laughs> right. And then her husband was going to run the lesson plans over to the substitute teacher. Not only an hour before she had her baby. The picture shows her laying in bed in labor, currently in labor, going over lesson plans, explaining it to her husband as her husband is emailing and sharing this information with the substitute teacher. Uh, Just kind of crazy. They said uh, 
They weren't quite planning on having their baby for another couple of weeks. Uh, as she was preparing to to give things to the substitute, she went into labor, so it kind of snuck up on her quick. But yeah, an hour after giving the lesson plans, she was holding her brand new baby. Teachers. Absolutely amazing. Like I said at the beginning, if you have a teacher spotlight you'd like us to share, just send us an email at Amy or Brandon at the Roadhouse Show AM.com. It's a feel-good moment. Three Indiana police officers rescued a woman who was trapped inside her sinking car. In the white river, you and I, my car won't open. I, I don't know what happened. Okay, your door won't open. <laughs> no, it won't open. I can't get up. It's not my first water rescue, but it definitely is the most emotional one. I tried to open the door and it wouldn't open from the outside. Once I removed her, the car was completely underwater. I mean, it was seconds after I removed her. That was a huge relief. Huge. We're not heroes. We're here to do a job. We're here to protect. We're here to serve the community. And at the end of the day, that's what we did. This isn't something that happens every day on the police force, but it did happen that day. Being a police officer is a calling. It's a form of bravery that we don't all have. Putting your own life on the line to save another. And because these three police officers were highly trained and hold the skills of a hero, this young lady can go home to her family. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.